You're listening to the Dear Billionaire Podcast, an honest conversation about attracting and retaining world-class household staff. So whether you're a millionaire or a billionaire, new money or old, if you already have a house manager and estate manager, or you're thinking about hiring one, you'll better understand how to be a good employer to find and retain trusted world-class staff, why you should care more about the people working inside of your home, and how to turn over the reins of management of your most valuable assets. I'm Kelly Ford Dixon. I was an estate manager for some of the wealthiest families in the world and am currently a luxury home management consultant. I'll be sharing some wisdom from other service professionals that may help improve the enjoyment of your amazingly complex life. So hello and welcome. Hi, I hope you've had a good week. I'm here in Santa Fe, New Mexico this week, but last Sunday morning, early morning, uh, I woke up to the sound of my phone vibrating and not like a cell phone call (laughs) silenced. Uh, It was more like an Amber Alert, but I went back to sleep and I then was awakened very soon after that by very long tornado sirens. One after the other, there must have been four or five that ran much longer than the normal weekly test. I finally got up, checked the weather, very still conditions outside. In fact, there's a, an American flag that flies outside of my bedroom window about a block away, and it was not moving. But I checked Facebook and sure enough, we were expected very high winds, 80 to 100 miles an hour. So I got up, put my car in the garage and went back to my bedroom and sat there and watched the storm blow in. I did hear some cracks and thuds and uh, within 30 minutes, it was there and gone. Debris flying and then nothing. So I went back to bed, woke up very early the next morning and started texting everybody to see how they sustained the storm. A lot of cell service was out. My power went out immediately. And when I didn't get responses back, I decided to jump in the car and go check on my folks. Uh, But on the way over there, I decided I better get some gasoline. And sure enough, by 6.30 in the morning, the lines were already forming uh, at the gas station. But I finally did succeed and then decided I needed a little cash because if we're going to be without power, um, you know, who knows what I might need that for. I was successful getting that. My mom finally texted back, said she was okay, but without power. And lo and behold, my favorite coffee shop was open with power and a nice espresso drink. So big score. But on my way down some of the major streets in Tulsa, major power lines down, trees uprooted or snapped in half. And it has been um, a week of kind of rebooting and figuring out um, how to pick up the pieces. I quickly went on the road (laughs) to Santa Fe a day early. And so I did have um, the distinct pleasure of being out of town this week. But You know me, I've got checklists and emergency preparedness modules and and all the things 
But when you live through something like this, you truly learn something different. And realize that I grew up in Tulsa. Although I spent 18 years in California with a different set of emergency preparedness, we grew up getting under our desk for tornado drills, staying away from the windows, and uh, covering our heads. And so storms to us are, we've got a little bit of warning, maybe not so much with earthquakes, but we're somewhat prepared for this, right? Well, not so much. So I learned a few things that I thought I'd share with you about, you know, questioning how prepared I was for something as normal to us in Tulsa as a power outage. So realize that I've got to have cash on me at all times. I mean, that's a different conversation about how you keep it, but a safe certainly is um, a, a big suggestion. Because remember, with power outages, ATMs don't often work, and a lot of businesses won't be able to take your credit cards because they can't process the payments. Um, because I was planning this road trip to New Mexico, uh, I had borrowed a cooler and an ice pack, and that enabled me to pull some of the things for my refrigerator and keep them cold immediately. Otherwise, you know, <laughs> I would have had to just throw everything away. I did not have a portable tech device charger. So I found myself in my car with my only mode of restoring battery to my cell phone. And so I've already purchased a portable device, um, which should be arriving when I get back in Tulsa tonight. I didn't have any canned goods. I don't eat canned food. However, <laughs> um, I had a few eggs and I cooked those. I was able to cook with a match and a gas stove, but I had nothing in the pantry for uh, just a quick, you know, like a can of tuna or peanut butter or canned soup or anything like that. I did have a barbecue, um, but I suggest um, stocking canned goods. Um, and then also um, having a portable barbecue or some sort of a little Bunsen burner so that you could cook uh, in the event of an emergency. A little charcoal, propane, or whatever um, as your fuel. The other thing a lot of people experienced in Tulsa, they couldn't get their cars out of the garage. So their electric door openers wouldn't work. They hit the quick release button, but the doors were too heavy for the springs that were installed. They literally couldn't manually lift the garage doors. So check that with your uh, garage door opener service provider and have them test the springs so that you know that you have manual operations available. I had some bottled water, but bottled water and not the small bottles. <laughs> I'm I kind of... Uh, based on principle opposed to those, especially for day-to-day -day use. But the big five-gallon jugs have one per person available for you uh, and your family in the case of a crisis and use them on a stand, you know, with a dispenser uh, regularly so the water does not get old because I think it's got a shelf life of maybe six months. Uh, we were lucky in Tulsa that we didn't lose water uh, service, but with a broken water main as in the event of an earthquake, um, it's easy to think that that might be a, a possibility. 
I'm going to suggest a generator and it could be something small, something to run a fan because this storm brought in some extreme heat, um, 90 plus degrees in Tulsa. And with a lot of homes who are, that are well insulated, they hold that heat or that cold. And my house on Sunday night was 80 degrees inside, so it was a little uncomfortable. But a small generator and fuel would have allowed me to keep my refrigerator running and a fan oscillating. Plan for your pets. Um, this is something I feed two cats. I've actually adopted one, but the other one is a stray. And a lot of Tulsa hotels sold out immediately, and there were fewer options for pet owners. I saw a lot of posts on Facebook where um, they were looking for hotels that would take pets. Um, the people who couldn't find those hotels stayed home in the heat. So um, think through that because I was able to thankfully drop off my cat at my brother's house and um, the stray cat was fed by a neighbor who decided to stay home at her place. The next thing I suggest is offer help if you have power and no one else does. If you have a generator or just happen to have um, city service, reach out to your friends and family. Invite them over to camp, <laughs> picnic, whatever, spend the night. Allow them to bring their pets because no one's going to leave their pets behind um, and uncared for, especially in a heated house. Um, it's just essential to kind of keep the family together, and that includes your pets. You never know when you might have to ask for that favor um, on the other side of the coin. And the last thing that I would suggest is to get to know your neighbors. They may have tools and equipment uh, that you may need. In our case, it was to clear debris and to clear, to cut up trees, large trees. So chainsaws were a must. Pole saws would be helpful. But you're going to get out there at a couple of uh, homes. They weren't able to get their cars out of the garage because of fallen trees. So it was a multi-layer <laughs> garage door wouldn't lift and the, and the trees were laying in the driveway. So you'll need some help with that. And your neighbors are your best source of help. Um, and so stop quibbling with <laughs> the minute details about fence lines and barking dogs. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, take a moment to assess how prepared your family is for an emergency, a power outage, an earthquake, etc. Because um, the benefits of doing so, I'm making changes to my own lifestyle immediately and my equipment at home. I've I learned a lot through this week. Uh, we do have an emergency preparedness module through our How to Manage Mansion system. I'm going to go back and check my checklist. If you'd like some help with that, go to howtomanagemansion.com. Thank you for listening to the Dear Billionaire podcast. Please check our show notes, find us on social media, and sign up for emails to receive promotions and notifications 
from Estate Management Systems about our house management systems and services. We also have a YouTube channel with past contents that may be of interest to you. Please be sure to subscribe to our podcast and to our YouTube channel to receive notices of our weekly topics. And lastly, I want to thank Leonie Lawrence Van Sandwich. She is my editor, virtual assistant, and all-around smart woman that keeps things on track around here. And to the brilliant Paige Ray Creative for all of my brand development for all of my products and services. Thank you for listening.